We're going to begin in Psalms 91, verse 1. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Y'all, we could continue on reading there. and uh, Hey, take some time later to do that, please. But what I want to focus on today is verse 1 and verse 9. It says in verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, And in verse 9 it says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. If I were to ask you a question today, where do you dwell? What thoughts would you have? That's not a word we use very commonly. Most people would say today, where do you live? You know, that, that's just the different terminology we use today in 2022. But what are your thoughts go to when I say, where do you dwell? Or if I said it the way we say it, where do you live? What's the first thing you think of? You, you probably think of the house that you live in, Right? Maybe you even go a little bit further out and you think of your hometown or the area. But today I want you to push the boundaries a little past that. Do you ever think of yourself as dwelling with God? As children of God, thankfully, we we have that opportunity. And I say opportunity because it is a choice that we make to dwell with Him daily. When we are saved, He comes and lives within us. But what we're talking about today is more of an approach to daily living. What, where is our, what is our mindset? How do we go about our day every day? So what I, what I want to equate this to is just you know that dwelling place, our physical home that we go to every day. I don't know how y'all operate, but... Everything in my life has an end goal of going home. No matter what I plan. If I'm planning vacation, the end of that vacation is going back home. I don't ever have a plan to go somewhere that doesn't involve returning to my dwelling place. If I go to work every day, I do it with the thought that when the day is over, I'm going back to my house. That's how all of my life is is centered around that in the physical sense. Because I love being at home. I I love being there not just the place, but with my family. I, I, 
I do the things I do so that I can enjoy spending that time there. Now, I, I take times where I go out and do something for fun. There comes a time when I'm ready to go home. I don't know about y'all. Vacation's great. But I have yet to have one where I didn't hit the end of it and say, I'm ready to be back at, at the house. This has been great, but it's time to go. That, that's how my life operates. I can't speak for everybody. But I want you to take that ideal and think about a spiritual dwelling place. Is that something you've ever put any thought into in your life? Because if we operate that same way where, where we, we are always trying to get back to that, that's our home base, that's our, our base of operations, and, and everything hinges around that dwelling place, think about the change that would take place in our spiritual walk with God. Does your daily life revolve around a spiritual dwelling place? With the Most High. Would you consider the Lord to be your refuge? A place that you go for safety. A place that you go to recover, to, to renew your energy, to renew your strength. You know, that's what we do at home. We, we go home to rest, to recover, to, to be refilled. Is your spiritual dwelling place, do you even have one, first of all, but, but secondly, do, is that a place that you think of as, as going to for nourishment and for healing, for recovery, for being refreshed? Because if it is, if, if that's the way you think of it, y'all, I, I love to go home. I look forward to going home. That is a place I would rather be above every other place. If you don't think of your own home that way, man, you might need to work on it some. Is it because there's turmoil at home? Is it because there's chaos at home? Is it because it's not comfortable? Whatever it may be, there's, there's an area you might need to address. My spiritual dwelling place is the same way. It's a place I long to be. But I get things out of order in my life sometimes and, and I lose that mindset that says daily I need to be going back home. Everything else in my life should be hinged on I'm going back to my dwelling place. It's a place of refuge. In verse 2 of 91 it says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. In Him will I trust. You get out in this world and there ain't no telling what you're going to encounter. I kind of know what to expect at home. There's things that will catch you off guard every now and then, things you're not expecting, but... I don't sit around worrying about somebody attacking me at home. I don't worry about something just really crazy and outlandish happening at home. It's pretty low-key at my house. I don't know about y'all. Pretty, pretty even kill, you know? I know, it's a, I know kind of what to expect, 
I know what's going to happen. I know most of the time who's going to be there. So I have an expectation. And if, if we think of our relationship with God in that same way, there ought to be an expectation of when I'm dwelling with Him, and we'll talk about what that means more in a minute, but when He is my, my dwelling place, I, th- I should think of Him as a refuge, a place to get away from the troubles of the world. I should think of Him as a fortress, a place to, to secure myself in, a, a place to hide in, a place to find safety. Because I trust Him. Do you trust Him? Do you know Him like that? Do you know Him like He's, he's that kind of a refuge for you, a, a safe haven? God loves you. Church, I I want each and every one of you here today to hear that. God loves you. And I want you to make that as personal as you possibly can today. He desires a close, intimate relationship with you. If we're not careful, we will easily... Spend every waking moment thinking on the things of this world and not seeking refuge. Not finding that place that we can be renewed and refreshed. We will be wore out. We will be uh, emotionally drained. We won't have joy. We won't have peace. We won't be different from the rest of this world in appearance. We will look just like them. How many times this week, I want you to just think back for a moment, how many times this week have you encountered someone out in public that you immediately could see joy, peace, and hope on their face? Or maybe just after a few seconds of conversation, you knew, man, there's something different there. Now let me ask that question a little different. How many times this week did you encounter someone out in public that had no joy, no peace, no hope? They just looked like they were beat down, wore out, strung out, whatever you want to call it. I guarantee you that second question has got a high number. Probably the majority of everyone you come in contact with this week was aggravated, upset, wore out feeling, just negative, down in the dumps, whatever you can think of. The majority of of the world out there, that's what you see. And most of, uh, I'm not going to say most, a lot of those people you saw out there might have even been Christians this week that had that same persona that same thing about them. No joy. No hope. Wore out, beat down. Wondering what in the world's going to happen tomorrow. I don't even know. Every day brings another challenge, another headache, another heartache. But it's because they've lost their dwelling place. 
They're floating around in this life, y'all. I, I, I believe that this is so important for, our, I, for us as the body of Christ to hear today because we find ourselves in this same mode of operation where we are just floating from day to day. Whatever comes, comes. We'll just deal with it as, as, as it happens. But every boat floating in the ocean out there has a port. A home base that they go back to. They have to go and be refueled. And and y'all, if we are like those boats and we're just aimlessly floating in the ocean with no home base, no port, no real destination, what's the point? We, We need to know that we have a place we can go and it should be where we are aiming for every day. We should, everything in our life should be centered around getting back home. Getting back to that dwelling place with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Getting back into fellowship with Him if we have strayed away. Getting back to that place of of solace and refuge and, and that secret place of dwelling with Him so that we can be refilled. We just spend our energy. We encounter challenge after challenge. And then we forget we need to go back home. Why doesn't that happen in the physical world? Y'all, I don't want to live at my job. I don't know about you, I don't want to live there. I got to go every day, but I want to be home. If if for some reason tomorrow I didn't have to go to work, you know where I'd want to be? Home. You say, well, you're kind of a homebody, aren't you? Yeah, you bet. (laughs) I like it. I like being there. I'm okay with vacations being at home. (laughs) I don't have a problem with it. I like it. Does that mean we never go anywhere? Let's go. But I want to come back home after a while. I don't need to go stay somewhere else for a year. No, that ain't where I want to be. I want to be there. I don't want to be at work. I don't want to go live at Walmart, right? Who in the world would want to do that? I don't want to go live at a restaurant in town. It's fine to go for a little bit, but at some point I'm done and I want to go home. In in the spiritual world, why do we operate differently? Because we go about every day, well, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. But spiritually speaking, we forget that all of that should be for a purpose and then return home, return back to the dwelling place with the Lord where we can be refilled and remotivated to go back out again and do what God's called us to do. But when we stay disconnected, we stay out away from Him, we start losing sight of why we're even out there to start with. Why do I go to work to provide for my family? I don't go to work just because I like those people. I do like them. But if they stop paying me, I'm going to quit going. Okay? I'm not going up there just to hang out. I I go and then I return because that's not my home. 
And I challenge you today to begin to put focus on where your heart ought to be. Where your head ought to be. It ought to be centered on that dwelling place. All this other stuff is extra, it's extraneous, it's not the point. The point is where the dwelling place is. I want you to really uh, uh, begin to visualize today this relationship with our Lord. In Jeremiah 31 and 3, it says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Church, He is drawing you today. I'm I'm here today to tell you that this message is not one that I just thought up and said, well, that'll be cute. Let's do that one. I'm here today to tell you that God is reaching out to you today. If you wonder what God thinks about you, He's here to tell you. He has drawn you with His loving kindness. He has loved you with an everlasting love. And you say, I've got all these issues going on in my life. God can't love me as much as He used to. No, I'm here today to tell you, His love for you has never changed. He knew all that nonsense you was going to do before you ever did it. He loved you anyway. So why not draw close to God? Watch your toes. What prevents us from turning away from everything else in this world and running to Him? You got a problem? You're feeling down? What prevents you from running away from that problem toward refuge, toward a fortress, a strong tower? Why would we just want to stay out there in the middle of the problem? Why would we turn to every other thing except the one that we know? And I know everybody sitting here today knows. Why would we not turn to the one that says, Come on, I want to help you. I want to heal you. I want to restore you. I want to give you a safe place. I want to give you shelter in the middle of the storm. I want to set your feet on a solid rock. Why would we not turn to Him, church? You think about some little chickens. And I know everybody's probably heard this illustration before, but that mother hen, there's any kind of little sign of danger, anything that they perceive as danger, they run that mother hen she opens them wings up and she pulls all them baby chicks in underneath her now y'all if I wanted to go step on a baby chicken and I know this seems cruel I could step on that mother hen just the same you see for them it's a sense of security they feel safe And even though that mother hen can't really do a lot to defend against a larger predator, those chickens run to her anyway. They feel safe. You know why they feel safe? Because they're hidden. 
They're hidden in that hen. They're hidden away. They can't be seen by the predator. They can't be seen by the enemy. And for them, it is a fortress. It is a place of refuge. But for some reason, we don't run to God. We don't run to that dwelling place. We don't run to that fortress, that, that place of, of, of healing and that place of security. We don't run there. In Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, he says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. But we look for joy in all kinds of other ways. And not one time do we feel strengthened by those things. We feel empty after that's over. Whatever thing we might find that gives us this little temporary happiness, it doesn't last long and then we feel empty. And we need to go find more, 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 more of the same and it doesn't do any different any time we do it. But the Word has told us, and this is something we need to hang on to and stand on, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when I begin to feel like I'm helpless, like I have no control, like it's, everything is going hopeless around me, and I just want to encourage you today, feelings happen. Okay? Don't let the, the fact that you had these bad feelings think, make you think there's something wrong with you. Feelings happen. You will have feelings. Okay? That's not the problem. The problem is what we do when those feelings come. You see, the, the difference is not the feelings, but it's your will. The thing that you choose to do. So we can choose to stay there in the middle of those bad feelings and say, well, that's just how it is, and begin to allow feelings to dictate what happens in our life. Or we can say, no, I know the truth, and the truth is not what I'm feeling right now. The truth is what my God has said about it and who He is. And I'm going to run back to Him, my dwelling place, my source of strength, my source of joy and power in this world. I'm going back to my creator looking for this thing that's why when we say the joy of the Lord is our strength because when I'm feeling down I have to remind myself find the joy of the Lord if I can focus on the joy of the Lord I'll be renewed and every time I do it I am I begin to remind myself of passages of scripture I'll begin to sing songs of praise I begin to focus on the things that God has done in my life through that I find all of a sudden joy comes in strength comes about I begin to remember this situation is not something that escaped the sight of God I begin to remember that none of this is a surprise to him and that he has everything in control, that I'm in his hand. So why don't we run to him? What prevents us from turning to him? In Romans chapter 2 verse 4, it says, Do you despise 
the riches of his goodness, his forbearance and long-suffering, church, ask yourself that today. Do you despise the riches of his goodness? Does it upset you that he's so patient with you? Do you, does it just really rub you the wrong way that he has just continued to forgive you? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Yet we don't turn to him. We don't have him in our life as the center of everything, the, the end goal of everything, the thing we always are trying to get back to. The end of that verse says, The goodness of God leads you to repentance. And here is where I'm afraid some of us might be. Sometimes I think we might avoid taking what God is giving us and offering to us and, and turning to Him so quickly because we're afraid there may be something that comes up in our life that we might have to get rid of. We're afraid if we get too close to Him, for some reason that it's, not, it's going to take away who we are. If we just get too close to God, we're going to be one of them weirdos. One of those fanatics. I don't want to be like that. So I'm not going to get too close to God. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I, I'm a Christian, but I, I'm going to stiff arm God and just keep Him at a distance. Like As long as you don't get any closer than this, it'll be alright. Are you afraid of what might come out of that relationship with God? Or afraid you might have to confront something? If you are truthfully answering yourself today when you ask that question, there's probably somebody saying, yeah, that's, I, I want that. I'd rather keep God at a distance. And I can honestly say to you today in front of you, I have done that. I've been there in my life. I didn't want to get too close. You ever get too close, you might lose control. You know, and we're, we're, man, if you're one of those kind, I want to lose control. I'm afraid it's going to make me do something I can't help, and, and it's just going to take over, and I can't do anything, and I lose who I am. First thing I would say is God designed you. God made you. So, Somewhere in there is the core of who you really are, and God wants to bring that out because He made it. If there's some of those things that you identify as being yourself and they are not godly, you probably need to lose them anyway. What, what I want to just encourage you with today is that God has nothing but good for you. He wants nothing but good for you. 
So don't be afraid of what God's going to do to you. He's not going to do nothing to you. He's going to do something for you. Alright, let's, let's get the right order of these things because God is not going to just drop a bomb on you and make you something different and make you like a puppet where you have no control of your life. But what He's going to do is He's going to inject good into your life and you're going to see the benefit of God moving and choosing and working in your life daily if you will make Him your dwelling place. He is calling you today into a, into a relationship and into a fellowship. If you've been away, He's calling you back. How many of you, as you got a little older, maybe moved away from home and it was always good to hear Mama and Daddy on the phone? And they'd say, man, just come on back home. I ain't saying you moved away because you were bad. I'm saying just life happens, right? But how good is it to know they want you to come home? Maybe you haven't been away today, but you've just never really gotten very close. Y'all want you to hear me. He's, he's trying to draw you closer today. He wants more of you. Not, not from some kind of selfish, weird, controlling standpoint. He just wants to be closer to you. He wants a more of a relationship with the thing He has created, you. He designed you for this. You ever feel like you're beating your head against the wall in life and like things are just not going the way they ought to go? Well, that is somehow uh, tied to our relationship with God at times too. We can be going the completely opposite direction and He's saying... Just Would you just go this way? I made you for this. Dwell with Him. Let Him be your dwelling place. Let Him be that center, that thing that you always are trying to come back to. Let Him be your home base, your base of operations. That place you go back to to be recharged and refilled. Y'all, we're not using God. He wants it. He wants you to be in fellowship with Him. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I remember when I was a, a kid... I had a bad temper, and uh, if anybody ever said something smart to me, I'd just hit them. <clears throat> and there was this one kid in my class at school that we were always in contention with, and we were always wanting to fight. And uh, I remember, I mean, we were, we were pretty young, like probably kindergarten, first grade time frame, really small. Well, I went to a baseball game with my sister, and... You know, Dina's quite a bit older than me. She's 10 years older than me, so she was, you know, upper teenager at that time. And so went with her. And so I was running around playing, you know, like most ki little kids do at baseball games. They don't care nothing about the baseball game. They're there to have fun with their friends. And So me and this boy kind of had some words, and pop, I hit him. And I took off running and was set by my sister. Why? 
So I knew he wasn't going to do nothing to her, right? It was a safe place. I think about how little kids, when they're going to meet somebody and, and their dad is there, they'll often kind of they'll hide behind, right behind their dad and just kind of peer around, you know. Why? It's a safe place, right? And that's what exactly the kind of things that come into my mind as I'm reading that verse. If you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to think about that today as you think about your interactions in this world and how the enemy is always attacking. If you haven't felt the attack of the enemy, you have not been awake. Okay, He is attacking continuously. How much better is it to abide under the shadow of the Almighty when the attack of the enemy comes? I'm hidden away like one of them chicks. The predator can't see me. The enemy can't even see me because I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. And then I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Y'all, God is calling you today to a relationship that you might not have ever had with Him before. He's calling you to go deeper than you've ever been. Not because He wants you to act weird and run around and do crazy stuff, but because He just wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to show you His goodness. He wants His goodness to shine through you that others can see it too.